Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slime Fire Radio, episode 427 for April 21st, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And I'm Adriel Michaud. And I'm Kyle Warner. Hey, everybody who's using their last names, too. That's and I'm Mo Tellerico. Oh, and I forgot about <laughs> Mo. I, I forgot about Mo. Mo oh, yeah. Poor shame. Uh, poor Mo. Every once in a while, Mo, can you just move? I just need to make sure that you're alive. <laughs> Great. Just move. Just go. Did I did I have my corpse face on? Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was frozen. Hello. You there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Anyways, how is everybody this week? Good. Terrific. Okay. Terrific. Okay. Good. Adriel? I'm here. <laughs> okay. Wow. How's how's going, by the way? Uh has has some showings. Did some maple well, seed stuff. It's been a good week, yeah. Okay, good. I'm hoping that you sell soon. Mm, I'm thinking you're months. hoping that you sell months. soon even more. It's going to be yeah. a few months, you think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. It's going to be a few months. You should mm. have been yeah. here. You can sell a house before you even list it. Oh, you, and Ontario. I'm in that so much. But on the flip side, I'm going to buy a house for like 350 somewhere around there. And that's yeah. not possible in your area of the country. Oh, no. 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 No, it's not. Not even oh, in the, the ghetto. In the gra- greater Toronto area, you can get a cardboard box in an alley for three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. I was just gonna say you can buy my place for three fifty. It's not great. It's not what you want, but you can buy it for three fifty. That's what yeah, it's worth. You right couldn't now. pay me to move to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's your favorite Texan. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. I would move like to Texas. Yeah, Texas, I would. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tim Crosno is commenting. So, if you do not know Tim Crosno, he's from Texas. He's from San Antonio, and it is absolutely Sad. beautiful down there. And I would one hundred percent move down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I would. Well, uh, let's stop talking about Tim and let's get into the show. So what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. The sh- sh- oh, <laughs> stop <Ooh>. myself there. <laughs> Where were you going with that? <laughs> Who knows? We don't want to know. <laughs> uh, so uh, today's uh, episode is all about scopes, apparently, because you're Schmidt and Benders. Uh, these are beautiful scopes and... Uh, yeah, for sixteen hundred dollars and seventy nine cents, you can or sixteen hundred seventy nine dollars, you can uh, get some sixteen seventeen hundred bucks somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Some quality scopes, but I would recommend you go and check out Vortex Canada first. Just saying, you can get those there at Calgary Shooting Center too. Mm-hmm. I know I was there. Anyways, you guys want to talk about Schmidt and Better anymore? No. Yes. No. All right. Okay. All right, Adriel. What did you do? Uh, I was gonna say not much, but I, I did a couple of things. I went mm-hmm. to Drumheller, did a maple seed there. Pretty nice. Very picturesque. Range. 
weather wasn't even that bad. It was like 20-ish during the nice. day. It was a little bit chilly in the morning, but to be expected. Did yeah. a little bit of uh, stargazing with uh, yeah, spotting scope. And uh, that so saw some interesting things. So like um, right now, it's actually, it's actually a pretty good time to spot Jupiter's moons. You can see them fairly easily. And uh, hey, you can hit them pretty quick with something like this. Um, or Saturn's rings are also visible with a decent spotting scope. Uh, fun fact, uh, the moon is 30 MOA. So if you want to shoot the moon, you could probably do it standing very easily. <laughs> Jupiter, half an MOA to one MOA, maybe off of a bench, you could shoot Jupiter. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to do a bench yeah. shot. A little yeah. bit hard to make that shot standing, but uh, doable, I think. Still doable. Yeah. yeah. So what are you going to use for ammo? For ammo for the Jupiter? Yes. <laughs> Something hot. Something real hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to be going fast. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, are you also the astronomy guy? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> my kid's into it and uh i had some optics that i wanted to test the you know bounds of and i found them so good i think like like uh to, to get better clarity i would need a better tripod because the tripod i had was all right but it's a little bit windy and like things were moving around and it's hard to uh that's the only thing stopping you really once uh once you've got the proper optics and, and magnification uh, and the Drumheller Maple Seed itself was really, really good. Steve, yeah. uh, Steve ran it, and uh, I have a second, uh, third sheet boss, I guess, here in Alberta. Yeah, and, so he's a brand uh, new sheet boss. You guys mm -hmm. are just multiplying like rabbits out there. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, I was talking with them about running more events there next year, and I was also talking to another range uh, in that area about running events next year. So I'm going to start like stacking up the events for next year yeah. so that uh, Alberta can rightfully. Uh, pull back that uh, that dominance in terms of uh, number of events. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna owe you a sandwich this year. This this last one, like they did worse in the afternoon than they did in the morning. Ooh. They melted. <laughs> they melted. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, Some of what? them, like people, get to the end and they got so much piss and vinegar left in them. They're just like, yeah, let's get, give me that mad minute, and they just crush it. And other times, they're like. They're doing it because you're asking them to, but uh, yeah. they're they're worn out. They're like, no, don't make me do it. Don't make me shoot anymore. Oh yeah, that one. Do I have to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a really good time. We had someone uh, patch uh, with uh, an Irons uh, 1022, which is uh, I always like to see. And, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Uh, and I think this weekend I might sight in my hunting rifle, so I'm going to use the. Uh, uh, Maverick in 6.5, okay. I believe. Yeah, I've got some. Uh, so Seiko had a sale on 140 green uh, ammo, and I bought a whole truckload of it because it was on like they had like that discount 10 bucks bought back on each box. box. So I bought like 10 of them. Yeah. I hope that ammo's good out of it because uh, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to run that or I'm going to use my other 6.5 Creed more, I guess. Um, eh, Seiko ammo it should be good enough. I think it. I think it would be, but the, the Maverick doesn't really like the 140 grain stuff. It liked like the 129. So I don't mm. know. Hopefully it runs really well. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, your job while we're, everybody else is is running good deals on uh, Vortex Viper PSD Gen 2s out there. That's from Brad. 
Vortex is map pricing. So like the price yeah, you see at your local store will be the same price as Cabela's or anywhere else. So if, if there's a good price, it's a good price. Are we on Black Friday sales yet? Did those pass? Those are still coming up, aren't they? They're still coming up. It's going to be um, up, yeah. it's going to be next month that they're coming up. Yeah, November. I yeah. would November. say Black Friday. Yeah. I'm going to save some money. Black Friday. It's, always, it's, it's, it's been really good recently. Robert River every once in a while runs them as yep. well, but that's that's that they sell demo scopes demo and that kind scopes. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but every fine. once in a while you can you can find it. What lifetime warranty? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still find to buy yeah. a demo. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like demos. Give it to you good deals mm-hmm. and I, I it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about that's it. about uh, yeah, that's Are, it for me. Is what it fine? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways. Okay. Well, what about you? Uh, I started dry firing again. I don't have any matches this weekend, but uh, uh, next the weekend after I'll have two. So I'm just getting back, <laughs> getting the rust off. Uh, oh, um, so CTM, C- CFRAM, um, they're starting their their indoor the season indoor series. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're gonna, and it's actually good. So now, now that we're, I was gonna say past COVID, but not really. Uh, they're actually going to have eight matches starting like, so every month up until May. So that's going to be good. And, um, and then the other one is Eastern Ontario will have uh, their fi- I guess, final, probably mm-hmm. final outdoor one. And it's going to be like a Halloween match. I'm not sure if I'm going to wear a costume because I'm scary as I am, but. No, you gotta uh, wear a costume. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a blonde wig. Mm. No. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so I've been doing the dry fire. I cleaned some nine mil brass because I'm going to be reloading this weekend for those two matches. Obviously, um, not really much else. Uh, I had I told I sold I told CTM that I, I wanted to volunteer to help out uh, help with the builds uh, okay. for their matches because. That range, though, depending on traffic, the roadway is, is only like 25, 30 minutes from my home. So it would be easy for me to go on a Friday afternoon, like even take a half day off and go and help build. And then I'll just go back on the sat, like I'll, I'll shoot on the Saturday. Yep. And at least I can do that for the for the winter. I think it'll be it'll be fun to do. Mm-hmm. And uh that's really it for me. How about you, Kyle? Oh, Friday, last minute, I got a call from our RO director, and I guess we had a group of kids from Big Brothers Big Sisters out at the range to shoot. So I went out, RO'd for that. It was a really fun night. bunch of young kids. I think the youngest was six years old, and she, I swear she didn't stand three feet tall. She was just a tiny little thing. And, and I got to work with her the first time with her first gun she ever shot so that was that was pretty awesome it was a pretty cool night and yeah so total there was probably about 10 kids and then there was a bunch of adults there and there was a few of them that had never shot or hadn't really shot so we got to work with them a little bit too and That's introduced great. to the shooting had a little bit of a barbecue and yeah it was a great night really awesome night uh other than that i did get some new guns, but they're not the guns you're thinking. But they are all prohibs, so this is the only way I could get these guns. Okay, are you showing them on here? I, I am. I they're right here. I'm showing them. 
Okay. Uh, are they your guy. are they your guns like this? There's oh you thought he was <laughs> oh. so there's the first one. It's a little Barrett. Nice. Little Barrett 50 cal. On, they even got the little bullets. On the little. Okay. I like it. I like it. And like these things are just so cool and action cycles. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Trigger works. So you, well, it doesn't work, but it moves. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So I now have my 50 cal. Awesome. Very nice. <laughs> and I, I I have an issue with impulsive buying, so I like those <laughs> I saw, things. So I got I've, tagged I've got in these in so I was on their website and I ended up just getting their supply crate. So it was like 10 guns. It was double up on three of them and then a few other ones, but got my Tommy gun. Oh, nah. look at that. Nice. You know, I got to get the uh, drum mag for it, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever shot a Tommy gun? I haven't. No. Oh, I have. No. It's not really fun. I know people. So controllable. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, an AUG? Yeah. Mm. What about those? Have you shot one of those? No. Oh, I have. Whatever you're going to pull up next, Kelly shot it. (laughs) Okay, I'll pull up something that I have shot then. Okay. Actually, I could do that on a couple of them. (laughs) The AR. Oh. But, so, there's your selector switch. Yeah, yeah. Full auto. Nice. Fire. Yeah. And then. Switch. Yeah, the fun switch. Yeah, I shot one of those too. Anyway, yeah, same. Uh, Cobalt kinetics. <laughs> yeah, and like even the mag it's release huge. is proper. You push. <laughs> Look at that. So, um, these are all really cute. Where are you going to put them? I well, you'll see in a minute probably. I actually they actually sell a little mini gun rack that holds seven of them. So they're on my desk and. So I end up with two AKs in it. One of them is just your standard. Locks in all of them, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but you can't just have a black AK. You got to get the gold AK. Uh, oh, pimping! Right? I love it. And like I said, it. And you put them together. It comes off the way an AK comes off, and rock the mag. And have you shot one of these, Kelly? Yeah, I have. Not okay. a gold one, though. Mm-hmm. Not a gold one, no. Well, Mine then. Was, the one yeah. I shot was all beat up, too, so. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, you know, SVD. Hmm. Double bipod. Oh, these are all cute. Oh, yeah. And awesome. I think there's a couple others there, but, yeah, they're kind of cool and nice little desk decoration. Very cool. Yes, Tim, we know you have an AK. (laughs) (laughs) I have two now. (laughs) Except for his are more fun. Yes. Uh, It was funny when I was putting these together, Gage was, I just let great Gage grab one and he was running around. And I got to tell you, six years old and he's, he's learned pretty well because he had his muzzle safety all, he was going around with it just, (laughs) and I had actually put one on the bench, just wasn't even paying attention. And like, it's a little toy and wasn't looking and oh that's pointing right at mom. So he moved it so it wasn't pointing at mom. Nice. And I'm like oh. okay, I'm pretty proud of you, kid. Yeah, you <laughs> it's well raised. 
And so yeah, got some desk toys and then the CCFR neon sign yeah. finally came in. So that's awesome. what I was saying you're gonna see the pretty soon. And there you there go. There it is. Look at that. And then and Kelly, and Kelly the did some, some troubleshooting on it. Oh my god. I look at your look at your keyboard. That would be so distracting. <laughs> it is distracting for all the RGB. Look at the keyboard. But yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is an awesome little office there. Yeah, that is. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. And congratulations on the sign, by the way. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very glad to have it. It looks awesome. Nice ambiance for the space. Excellent. That's yeah. good. All right. And that's that's it for me. Kelly? Okay. So I did not go shooting this past weekend. I spent the whole entire weekend with the ladies from the CCFR uh, women's division. We had a weekend away. Uh, it was raining. So we decided not to go and do our usual stuff. So instead, we went to shopping. And guess where we went? We went to SFRC because it was Saturday. And what do we do on Saturdays? We go to SFRC. I got some things there. What did I buy? Oh, I bought some targets because I'm going to be taking some people out to the range. And I wanted to get them some cool zombie targets. And I also nice. bought some new electronic earbuds that actually sit in the ears and they're just, they're cheap and I'm going to try them out and see if I like them or not. And we can wear them uh, during, I don't know, when we go and shoot skeet or whatever, because uh, you know, the, uh, the ear pro that's over the ear is a little cumbersome when you're shooting skeet. What else did I buy? Mm, I bought a few things there. I was looking for a good deal. They didn't have any more 28 gauge, so I wasn't able to get any of that. Uh, but anyways, spent some time at SFRC, had had uh, had a great time and chat with uh, everybody there, went over to SAS, which is the Smith Army Surplus store, and I got some really cool stuff there. It's not really, we were looking at uh, gear, so specifically 511 uh, gear pants, and I picked up some pants, I picked up some shirts, and I picked up uh, a, a range blanket and also uh, I, I lost my sleeping bag at one of the uh, one of the places I went to recently was left there. So I picked up a new um, um, wubby almost sleeping bag. So which was cool. What kind of, what kind of temperature range are you running with your sleeping bags? Warm. Uh, now it's I think it's down to minus twenty. Minus twenty. Wow. That's yep. too much. Nice. Yeah. But I'm always cold. Remember that, right? Mm. <laughs> but it mine's good to like Mine's this minus big. four. Yeah, it's usually, like too hot. I gotta leave it. I usually buy a, a minus ten. Yeah, well, it's it, usually what I go with. Yeah, minus ten. My, minus ten's good. Anything colder than that, I'm just not sleeping outside. That's dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm always cold, so I I bought a little. I purposely bought it so that it was a little warmer because I am freezing all the time. So, uh, but that's about it with that didn't do anything else really uh i was telling the guys before we got on that i'm supposed to be going out on saturday to uh, take some people out uh every year i put in uh, for the united way draw and i take people to the range and i was supposed to take people this year and we only were able to arrange it for this saturday and the person's not coming so you know what i did i filled it with somebody else so always take people to the range good yes 
yeah, and, uh, that's about it. I'm supposed to go out hunting tomorrow too with uh, Kelly and Kyle. We're going to go duck hunting, so maybe we'll get some quackers. Quackers? Nice. I bet you will. Quackers? Quackers. Yeah. Quackers. What do you? How do you like to do up your ducks? What do you? So, what do you guys do with them? Uh, we smoke them on the smoker with cherry wood and mm. preserves. I don't Still, cook like strips duck. like. Like nope. smoked strips or like the whole breast or whole breasts. Hmm. Yeah. Delicious. And how do you, do you pair it with anything? Red wine, white wine? Of course it goes with red wine. It's boxed a boxed red wine, right? It's well, yes. <laughs> Especially <Boxed. laughs> it does go well with a red wine, by the way. Um, but yeah, it can be boxed, especially the one that says red on it. It's a blend. Mm-hmm. That's not a blend. That's actually ugh, anyways. But no, we uh we do that. Have a nice goose, goose on the side. With it. Goose, goose. Little something, something. Any hot little, sauce? No. A little smoked squash. Why are we talking about food? <laughs> no, I'm getting hungry. Stop. <laughs> I'm just curious. I was hungry when like, we started. I've had, and it's like, <laughs> I've had duck a couple of times, and like it, it's tasted awful every no. time. So I'm just curious about like, what well, do you do so, so it doesn't duck taste is awful? tough to cook. It's yeah. either hit it or you don't. Yeah. And I've cooked it once, and it didn't work out. I prefer cooking goose over duck. I've done jerky. I've, I've like, oh man, this meat is yeah. terrible. But if you put like a whole bunch of salt on it and you smoke it and you like make it into jerky, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it tastes great. Put it on the smoker and put some. Pres- I keep spinning on the mic. Put it on the smoker and uh, put some preserves on it. And let's do it low and slow, and it mm. it's delicious. It really is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was digging into it. Other okay. than the, the pairing with wine. Yeah, I love my new smoker. By the way. <laughs> I broke it out. I smoked everything that was in my freezer. Everything. Broke it out and broke it in. Yes, I did. (laughs) uh, With grouse, you can just like that stuff's fine. It's like chicken. There's there's hardly any gaminess to it. Super easy to cook. If you want to get fancy, you can wrap it in bacon, but you don't have to. You can just treat it like chicken. I like cutting it up in strips, throw it in the cast iron pan with a little bit of butter and just pan fry it that way. Yep. Little chicken bites. So yeah, no, more, no more food talk. I was just going to say, everybody that's listening will be putting out this Live Fry Radio cookbook uh, this Christmas. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Recipes from Moe's mom. Okay. Uh, upcoming events. Let's get into it. Upcoming events is sponsored by Tila Self. It's, uh, it's a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively with the in the firearms vertical. They help us with uh, business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma that the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Too true, by the way. Uh, learn more at tlsalpha.com. Uh, they got some upcoming maple seeds that are happening at uh, in Winnipeg, uh, Regina. Go to the Regina one, Saskatchewan people, if you would like to have anything this year. As also, uh, I think Camloops was already done, so that yes. could be taken off. So, yeah. Uh, my maple seeds are going to be happening at the end of the month. They're all sold out and, Good. you know, maybe we might have some more throughout the year. Maybe a winter seed or two. Mm-hmm. If Ladies you have a do- range and you want to get maple seed out there, contact your local maple seed shoe boss or send an email to info at mapleseedrifleman.com. Yeah, we'll fire it off to whoever. And we'll get a, we'll get an event at your range. Yeah, we're already booking next year. So mm-hmm. let's do this. And by the way, when's my sandwich coming? <laughs> are you done? Ew, ew. Are you done? I'm done. 
I okay. lost. Unless unless you really like shit the bed on your next two events and it's okay, just I've already the best, the best <laughs> the, they were the best at the beginning of the year. Anyways. Yeah, okay. Uh we do have a ladies' day that's gonna be happening. I wanted to talk about it. It's gonna be happening at Lord Trent Valley. It's happening on the thirtieth of October. It's on practice score. No, sorry, Eventbrite. But you can also go to Lower Trent Valley, which is in Trenton, by the way, everybody, or near Trent, Ontario. Toronto? Uh, Yes, it's Toronto there, Adriel. No, it's not Toronto. (laughs) Anyways, if you are interested and you know some ladies that want to go shooting, uh, check that out. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, CCFR, uh, we have some things that are going to be happening with the CCFR. Uh, I forgot to put it in and I don't see it in here you guys there is uh, some news with respect to uh, I guess on April the 11th they're going to be hearing about the CCFR's uh, legal challenge and they're going to try and put in place an injunction so that Mm. basically we can keep our guns while it's being heard before the courts because I didn't hear that yeah it was posted today and I didn't have the opportunity to, to put it on our page so I'll share it there later Awesome. Uh, so CCFR legal fund donations more important than ever for you guys to get your bum over there and uh, to become a member uh, if you're not already a member uh, you can also donate to their legal fund by sending an EMT to finance at firearmsrights.ca however that being said Adriel do you want to talk about keep your right to defile your guns I mean you still get to donate to the CCFR you still get to, to get the right to defile your guns but you get a chance to win a Dremel and I think that's Mm, mm, pretty good. Yeah. So the idea here, if you listen to Slamfire Radio, you'll hear us talk about, uh, especially me, talk about dremeling everything. <laughs> uh, with the way things are going, you might not be able to mod your guns with files and dremels. Uh, but with S- uh, Slamfire Radio's CCFR Legal Challenge Fundraiser, you can help save your rights to win a chance to dremel your way to freedom. That's Kyle's line, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's how to win a chance uh, at an Adriel autographed cordless dremel 8220 i tried it it's neat i like the idea of cordless like the idea of being able to mangle guns on the road i was gonna say did you just sweeten the deal it's not just autographed by adriel it's actually been used by adriel i didn't dremel any guns i should have hey there should be like shavings in there (laughs) your dna is on it comes with shavings they could make another adriel <laughs> maybe some blood be like whoops i got my hand yeah <laughs> no, i don't want i don't want any dna evidence no 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 not a good idea i think it's going in bleach out. now <laughs> anyways uh if you want a chance to to win a dremel that i uh I, I didn't use on a gun yet i might yet though uh donate to the ccfr legal challenge by uh, going to firearmsrights.ca slash legal underscore challenge Yep. Or send an EMT to finance at firearmsrights.ca. Use the password help CCFR. Uh, and then send us an email with the proof of the donation. And then, uh, you know, we'll like add your name to the list. Yep. Draw will happen on November 18th, 2021. And right now we have uh, a few people in there. Je- Jennifer H is uh, is gunning for that Dremel. Uh, that would be very easy like for delivery. I know, right? I got a right question. Like the draws happening November eighteenth. Do we have a cutoff for that? Yes. Seventeenth. No. Eighteenth <laughs> in the morning. Midnight November seventeenth. So sure. I think that's reasonable. I think that's okay. reasonable. Yeah. So here's the deal. Remember last week when I said that I would take part of my pay and donate it towards the legal fund? I did. Two weeks ago, I believe it was. Yeah. It was two weeks ago. 
Did anybody yeah. else? It was a challenge. So I, I get paid there. I took up you up on the challenge, but I get paid monthly. So oh, okay. I, yeah, I forget stuff it. all the time. You got to remind yeah. me, otherwise I get just... paid once a month, beginning of the month. So it's still a week and a half out. <laughs> hey Mo, blink. Tell us your lie. He's gonna. Oh, he, he didn't blink. Yep. He's gonna blink out torture now. Oh, that just went like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways. So challenge is out there for anybody who's interested yep. to go out and donate. Uh, I donated. Uh, I donated fifty. I'll donate fifty on my next one, and uh, to the legal challenge because I like to keep my guns. So it's out I'll there for everybody. Time. And then if you do do that, then send us an email and tell us, and then you can have the opportunity to win a Dremel. I'm not allowed yep. to win the Dremel. Apparently. Me neither. I guess not either, man. It so. would, it would be seen as favoritism or nepotism or whatever. I already have a Dremel. Uh, yeah, you already have a Dremel. Oops, I was just putting that. <laughs> uh, Richard Lee is full of great ideas. By the way, he's yeah. one of the ones that suggested that we do the Dremel draw. Uh, he yeah. says new CCFR fundraiser: Slam Fire Cooking, the best Canadian cuisine from re- uh, reticle to recipe. I think that's a great idea. That, that would be pretty cool. No one, no one buys recipe books anymore. Instead, you got to go to some website, read some nonsense story that doesn't have anything to do with the recipe, and then about a page down or so, you get to the actual recipe. Do you remember when the pandemic? Yeah, you get to hear the family history before you actually yeah. get to the yeah, I don't recipe. Do you remember when the pandemic started? And we were trying to figure out different things to do. I started recipes and posted them on our Red. website. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that again. Recipes. Yeah. On our website. Not our website. Our I, I could put a recipe plug in there. Yeah. Let's do recipes. I like recipes. Duck a la okay. Kelly. Duck a la Once Kelly. in a while, just yeah. throw something in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's about that. So, so I, mean, I got to start measuring my spices now? No. Why would you? No, uh, <laughs> use like folksy terms for how much you're putting in. A little bit. A uh, dash. A, a pinch, a splash, a dash. A dash. Uh, yeah. Salt a bay. Yeah. <laughs> a child's handful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> okay. Uh, why don't we get into new gun stuff? But before that, we're going to talk about Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, so Slam Fire Radio is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee that you can get your little hands on. Uh, send uh, it to your husband going over to Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, put in the desk note code Slam Fire, all one word, capital letters. By the way, they did let us know and we posted it on our Facebook page that they are last call. For uh, the limited edition, uh, it's called the it's eleventh hour. Yeah, eleventh yeah. hour uh, yeah. coffee. That's for that they're roasting off for Remembrance Day. Remember, this is a veteran-owned company, and all the proceeds from this uh, batch specifically is going back to uh, veteran organizations and helping those that are basically battling PTSD. So go out and do it. There's only three hundred pounds available, and I think well when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was over halfway sold out, so I'm pretty sure it's almost sold out. So go over there and get some coffee. If you want like a de- discount on it, Slam Fire Radio, all one word. All right, get into new gun stuff. Adril? New gun stuff. So there's there was one exciting thing that happened uh, this week, at least that I think is exciting. Uh, the Ooh. JAR J180 yeah, kits yeah. got to Sylvester's. Um, so this is a 180 build kit. 
Uh, and the big difference with this one is that you can use your gas tube from your AR. <gasps> so Ooh. you can take your AR with thing? all the parts on it, uh, remove everything out of the receiver, take the receiver, uh, dip it in concrete and leave it for a while, and then uh, put all your other parts on this guy here, and it would be fine. So I think that uh, a lot of people out there were just sitting around with their AR, and now they have like a full replacement. So like the because the the one eighties took the especially the some of the Canadian ones they did take some AR parts, but typically the barrel was kind of a special order kind of an item, and um, uh, the the piston was uh, and gas system was uh, proprietary. Whereas these just go DI straight off of your uh, your regular AR hmm. gas system. Sweet. So it's an interesting dust cover. You know, I was looking at this picture. Yeah, I don't. It's like a little halfy, like kind of a thing. Mm. I mean, I guess the red, the other, the rest of the bolt is like sealed pretty well in there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you saw the uh, the mud test when Forgotten Weapons did it with the AR, but like the bolt seals pretty well in in the yeah. in there. And even if the dust cover is open, it's it's pretty good at keeping d- dirt and mud out. Maybe that's the thought. I'm not sure. It's like a little mm. halfer. And even mm. the the magazine release is not standard either. It's uh, no. It's, it almost looks like a safety. Yeah, it's instead of being uh, straight, it's like angled a little bit up. So it's a little bit lower on there. Yeah, no bolt release or anything like that. But uh, but very interesting in terms of like being able to use your AR parts parts. on there. Left side charging still? Uh, I believe right side only. Left side's totally sealed. Real deal breaker if you're a gamer, but uh, if you if if you're if you're like survival end of days kind of a thing, like the sealed left side is probably a better idea because it makes for mm-hmm. a, a more sealed up action. Yeah, I'm a gamer. I don't want the left side yeah. char- charging. And I love the left too. side charge. Yeah, I yeah. take the left side charge over even a standard AR charge now. Oh yeah, I would too. I, I like a, a fixed charging handle. They're quick to use. I would like if the 180s had a bit more of a better bolt release, something faster that you could just mash on with yeah. uh, with oh. speed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, I imagine these are sold out. They they had like a long list of people who are interested in them, and uh, they're probably yeah. all gone. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Pilsenberg Gun Shop. They've got some uh, X95s if you're looking. So they're yeah. at twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. They got black and FDE and FDG. What's the green? I'll One. drop OD, OD green. Oh, 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 yeah. OD. OD green. Yeah, twenty seven hundred dollars. That's but but most people right for those fun. kind of things. Yeah. Two two three. Yeah, and then right. the next one, Eagle Firearms got a whole pile of used guns. These look very similar to the guns yeah. that Tradex was selling, the old Husqvarna's and M ninety sixes and that kind of thing, right around the same price point too, three hundred bucks, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is kind of interesting. So if you're looking for like a, uh, a maybe a backup hunting rifle or like or maybe a, a primary hunting rifle, if you if you uh, shoot close in, uh, it's not going to really make a difference. Um, as well, yeah. they have a couple of like old uh, odd things like the 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 Remington rolling block rifles. Uh, I was kind of interested in. Now yeah. they use some snowflakey eight by fifty eight weird cartridge here, but. Uh, Still really interesting because that's like that is a genuine piece of history there for yeah. less than 400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I see some Seikos in there too. 
Yeah, yeah, so some Seikos in there, some Weatherby Vanguards, uh, some Weatherby, Weatherby BAR. No, sorry, Browning BARs. M98 Mauser Sporters. Yep. Mm. Used Remington 812, so some single-shot shotguns, all sorts of interesting stuff in there. And then yeah. Astra Cyclope. Very good. Mm. Say it 10 times fast now. Some side by side, Ciclope, Ciclope, Ciclope. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they have any over unders. Man, mm. those uh, those weird Italian over unders that Tradex was selling for a while, like three, four hundred bucks, and you get like a decent Italian over under. No, it looks like they're mostly uh, so a couple more side by sides and some more bolt action yeah. stuff. Mm. A lot of like iron sight bolt action. Like you look at this guy here, this Stiga 30 out six, like for 350. So for what's what's a Savage Axis go for these days? 450? Yeah, somewhere around there. there. Yeah. So for yeah. 450, you can get a Savage Axis in like a, a, a real practical cartridge with a scope on it. The scope won't be that great no. in a plasticky stock. Or you could for 350, you could get a Stiga with iron sights in a wood stock in 30 out six. Yeah. I don't know. Be a classy way to hunt, like close up compared to the uh, compared to the axe here. Oh, it's it's got bases on there. You can put yep. a scope on there. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's kind of neat. And then Western Metal just got a, another shipment of Lee. So if you're looking for some reloading stuff, uh, and you're in Alberta, check them out. Or if you're not, they ship. Yep. I've got some uh, Magneto Speed stuff from them before. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all cool. the new good stuff. That's all the new good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the main topic. Hey, everybody, for tonight's main topic, we have Daryl from uh, Vortex Canada. Hey, Ver- Daryl. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining us. We had a lot of people who uh, have written into the show. There are a lot of new shooters, especially, that are saying, I want to buy an object. don't know what to buy. What would you recommend? And then also, how do you mount these things with, you know doing it correctly so that I don't ruin my scope which I also see when I go to events so I'm going oh dear you might want to actually talk to our your rep whoever you bought this from and tell them that you need a new scope because you did it wrong so we thought yes. we had you on yeah well thank you very much for having me it's uh, great to be here and nice to see some familiar faces um the question that you started with is one that I get asked quite often. It's actually one that I feel most of uh, in a lot of the phone calls. Hey, we've got this firearm uh, and I need an optic for it. What do you recommend? And initially, what I really start off with is what is your what's your firearm you're mounting it to, followed by what's your intended pur- purpose, followed by price point. What are you looking to spend in getting into that optic? And really, through uh, through a few couple of quick questions, we can really determine what what the shooter needs. Because again, you're not going to want to put a two to seven by thirty two rimfire scope on your three hundred eight hunting rifle. Um, so yeah, absolutely. With a few key questions, just really, how much are you looking to spend? What are you looking to do? What distances are you realistically going to be shooting at? A lot of shooters, uh, especially us here in Ontario, it's not super easy to find range that you can shoot out to a thousand yards, right? So again, hunting condition. So my recommendation for somebody hunting out West, as opposed to maybe somebody hunting here in Ontario, uh, may, may differ, uh, significantly just depending on, on their environment. So, okay. So people are able to call you, call into the, 
call into Vortex Canada, you'll be on the phone answering the questions to them. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, there's a lot of things that have been going on. Recently, I've been seeing a lot of more uh, Milrad uh, at our events versus MOA. What's happening with uh, Vortex with that? Are you seeing a lot more people request Milrad versus MOA? That's a great question. And, and really, the MOA and the MRAD discussion, um, in my my personal experience, you're, you're one or the other. Um, but as you mentioned, people are starting to seemingly make the shift over from MOA into MRAD. Um, yeah, it really, at the end of the day, MOA versus MRAD, if you're really trying to determine what that is, is it's, it's essentially a tape measure that you're going to be utilizing with your reticle uh, when you're adjusting for your holdovers and so on and so forth. So if you already know MOA, stick with what you know and, and go with the MOA. Um, moving over to MRAD, there are some benefits when you start getting out to longer distances. The, the calculations are a little bit more precise. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where we're starting to see the shift over with the growing um, PRS, uh, Rimfire series, so on and so forth, we're certainly seeing that shift over to to MRAD uh, more yeah. so. But MOA still has its home and uh, people keep it near and dear to their heart. Um, so really what I, what I was instructed when I was learning was if you know one, stick with it. And at the end of the day, they're units of measure. Uh, they're, they're angular units of measure and learn one, learn it well, and you'll be able to utilize it uh, to, to your benefit. Yeah. What I, what I tell people is Canadians, we're uh, bilingual when it comes to measurements. We go both imperial and metric and we're lucky this way. We're starting to, as I said, we're starting to see more and more Millerad, which is the metric. And then we also actually have to talk to those people from down in the U.S. that are shipping up our products to us. And those right. are the ones that are in inches and and convert it over to yards and also angles as well. My math teacher would be so happy with me right now. I have to say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would have paid much more attention in math class had I known I was going to need it as much as I do now getting into the shooting sports, right? Uh, My my math teacher would also be pretty proud. (laughs) And the questions that we get is first focal plane versus second focal plane. Can you tell us the difference between those and which one do you recommend as well for whatever um, discipline or whatever they're using it for? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first focal plane and second focal plane, the major difference is, is as you increase the magnification on your low power variable optic on a first focal plane, your reticle is going to enlarge. As you zoom in, your reticle is going to get larger, which is beneficial in long range shooting uh, for your subtensions and your holdovers as they get a little bit larger. Um, you can, I'm wearing glasses. My eyesight certainly isn't getting any better. So for those longer range shots, I certainly do enjoy when the subtension increase in size. Additionally, a benefit in the first focal plane um, would be that your subtensions and your holdovers remain true no matter which magnification level you're on. Yeah. Moving over to the second focal plane, uh, it's your subtensions on your reticle are set for when you're at maximum magnification. So if you're shooting at say mid magnification level, say on level seven on a three to 15, you're going to need to do some additional calculations to do your holdovers with the subtensions on the reticle. Uh, In addition to that, the other difference in second focal plane is obviously as you zoom in, the reticle will remain the same size. Which do you think, so if if I'm going to be using it for, like, as you said, longer distance, you would recommend first focal plane, I'm, I'm assuming. 
Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the longer distances, I would certainly recommend that. Um, it's not needed, but I really enjoy it and would recommend it. Where wouldn't I maybe recommend the first focal plane would be for hunting applications. That's what I was the reticle's about. a little bit too busy. Um, you're not hunting typically. You're not taking three, four hundred shots typically. I mean, some people do push it out that far, but mm-hmm. having the uh, first focal plane reticle with, because again, we'll have our Christmas tree reticle, like the uh, the EBR7C. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that's found in the PST Generation 2 or EBR9. Um, And when you zoom in on those on the first focal plane, the field of view can get, um, for lack of a better term, busy. And when you're trying to place an ethical shot on an animal, you you may not want that, especially with the lighting conditions that uh, can be present in certain hunting scenarios. Okay. Yeah, with those FFPs, if you zoom out, it's like that big reticle that was really interesting at, at higher magnification at three is like, this squished down little mess very <laughs> tiny yeah. yeah they can go down to three you can shoot with three but like for as hunting like it's it's hard to beat that like that the, the big crosshair that marks the spot is the perfect yes. thickness yeah. at every magnification yeah so you were talking about yeah. the, all the different types of reticles that are available to you uh there is ones with as you said the christmas tree which is perfect for for I'm, I'm assuming, I, I already know this, but I'll, I'm doing it this way um, for people who don't know. So anything with the Christmas tree, for example, is great for PRS um, because you can actually ha- use those for those holdovers that you're looking for instead of uh, turning your turrets and making your adjustments. You can do it on the fly. Um, Absolutely. You have, yeah, you also have the X marks a spot, uh, which is something a little bit more simple. You'll find those on, by, by the way, I love the Crossfire 2 Vortex uh, scope for uh, we use them, we recommend them for maple seed because it's super simple. X marks the spot, and absolutely, two to seven. that's all you need, really. So, um, what are the benefits of having something a little bit more like I just told some of the applications, but what would be the benefits of uh, one versus the other? One versus the other, sorry, in the first focal plane versus second. No, I'm talking about the reticles itself. Oh, the reticles themselves. So, yeah, again, really, the the benefits of the busier reticles, again, are the subtensions and the holdovers, the amount of details and being able to you can you can range uh, items with those reticles where a simple V-Plex or V-Bright um it, it, they don't really afford. You can use the stadia lines to um, use some form of measurements, but it makes it a lot easier for really using that reticle as a tape measure. Yeah. Um, and again, the VPlex and the more simple reticles for the hunting application, uh, That's those are really the benefits uh, that, I, that I would really highlight on the reticle differences. Okay. So what about this little thing about parallax? Can you oh, explain goodness, to people Richard. about parallax? Because uh, uh, I, I've tried to explain it to people and it's like, okay, sit down, pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah, um, you and me both. I, I still have to explain it. And I, I do find myself, it's one of those ones where, um, as I discuss with uh, with, with folks, um, uh, as we discuss further, we realize that maybe we don't know as much as we thought we knew when we're discussing mm-hmm. the parallax. So uh, to simplify it, it essentially allows you to adjust your focus with regards because everything's at your targets on a focal plane. You have uh, different focal planes occurring inside the scope itself. So what the parallax adjustment allows you to do is it essentially allows you to, to adjust your focus in between those focal planes based on the distance that you're shooting. 
So in a PRS uh, rimfire series, where th this would be uh, very beneficial, is if you, you're shooting various uh, distance targets, say at 50 and at 75, for myself, and this isn't the absolute way you have to do it, but the way that I do it is I would either set my parallax to the maximum distance I would be shooting, so 75 for that example, or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because if I have a target at 50 and I have a target at 75, and let's say I set for around 62 or 63, I'm going to kind of get the best of both worlds with regards to balancing the reticle uh, image as well as the, the, the target image. So long story short, it helps you adjust your focus at the various distances that you'll be shooting to ensure you're shooting on target with a clear target. Yeah. And you're going to see that with uh, something that's a little higher in scope as well. You're not going to see it on the base model, basically. What's the uh, parallax on your base model? Oh, uh, the uh, that one's the adjustable objective. Uh, yeah. So that one actually has, it's on a crossfire scope. I believe it's a 6 to 24 by 50, if yeah. I remember correctly. And it has the adjustable objective on the front, um, as opposed to the, the, the current design of the parallax is a lot closer to the shooter for yeah. quick adjustment. And that's found opposite side of the elevation, or sorry, windage turret uh, on, on, on your scope. Okay. Right. Uh, so um, what I did want to ask you about is before we get into product itself, what I wanted to know is a lot of people are talking about uh, mounting their scopes. And I do see people that come to an event that have never actually mounted a scope and they did it the night before. Uh, God bless them. Um, they tried. Um, so uh, if they're thinking about doing that and uh what types of equipment are they going to need to, to mount their scope correctly? Absolutely. That's a great question. And, and you hit the nail on the head. It is a problem that we do do see and encounter frequently at, uh, at Vortex. Uh, and I want to start by saying that if anybody's thinking about mounting for the first time ever, please feel free to give the service department a call at any time. Like, I, like you said, you'll most likely be speaking with myself or one of my uh, counterparts and we'll certainly be happy to get you um, any advice that you need and uh, kind of walk you through it a little bit as well. Um, but to go through a little bit of it here, there's a few things. You're going to have a firearm, you're going to have an optic typically, um, and you're going to have the rings. Uh, these are very important uh, parts of the equation. None is more important than the other, in my opinion. Um, buying a good set of rings, you have... I, I like to use the old adage of you're, you're marrying two units together and it just so happens that what you're marrying them together with happens to be a ring. And if you're going to get married in real life, you're probably not going to cheap out on the ring typically. So I put the same thing forth when you're mounting a scope. Uh, let's spend a little bit of money and get yourself some quality rings. A really good starting point for our, our items would be the Pro Series rings. Uh, then you can move into the PMRs um, if, if uh, you were looking at spending a little bit extra. So um, some of the tools you're going to need to do that successfully is going to be a, a calibrated torque wrench. Uh, there's a wheeler that's out there. We offer one, the custom torque wrench from Vortex that will uh, come with the majority of bits that you would ever need. Um, and it really allows you to set your torque settings to where you need to on the lower end of things, which is where we typically find ourselves when we're mounting scopes and adjusting firearms. So to those torque specs, all Vortex scopes are to be torqued to 15 to 18 inch pounds on that torque wrench. Um, if you exceed the 18 inch pounds, uh, there's a good chance that you will cause an indentation in the outer tube. Um, a quick little rundown, your scope 
you have an outer tube. That's where the ring points affixed to. Inside of that tube, you have another tube that's going to move around. That houses your reticle. And as you make your adjustments on your turrets, that's what's going to move that internal tube around an external tube. So if we indent or compromise the external tube, that's going to limit our movement on, in the full radius of the circle. Um, additionally, could you could cause a loss of argon purge in the unit, which would cause internal condensation. So if we do over-torque our rings or compromise the scope tube, the, the issues that can occur are, are, are honestly endless. So that's yeah. why we put a lot of uh, importance on that there. Um, something that people don't necessarily realize is when we're utilizing the torque settings, adding Loctite will provide a, a, a wet torque and will actually increase your torque settings. Um, so this sometimes, even if your torque wrench is set at 15 inch pounds, um, you may torque to, again, 18, 19, 20, if you have Loctite in there, uh, as it provides wet torque. So that's definitely that. a key point. Yeah. So we definitely that. don't... Yeah, we don't advise the use of the Loctite on, on the, the ring halves affixing around the scope tube. If you want to okay. put a small amount of blue Loctite on the, the base of the rings to the rail, that's that's okay. I personally don't myself, but definitely we advise strongly against any Loctite around the rings. Um, so those are really the tools and the specifications you're going to be looking at. Um the, the really the one uh, the steps through it is you're going to want to make sure a, a gun bench is also uh, a very good tool to make sure that you have uh, the ability to stabilize your firearm because you're going to need uh, to level your firearm. Um, and that's done using a level. You can put a bore level on the front of your barrel and you can have another small little level. I believe Wheeler makes one uh, that you put on top of your uh, on top of your rail. Then you move it over to the base of your rings. And then finally, you place it on your turret. As you're going through, you're really just trying to ensure that on every axis of that, you are going to be level. And having a custom torque wrench with the, the levels will certainly help you achieve that. Um, followed by if, if you have um, a bore cider um, or even a portable collimator, you can then get yourself onto paper without even taking a shot um, via attaching this and making your adjustments to line up your uh, reticle with where your point of impact is going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so it, it, it really it really is quite we actually we formulated because this is such a common occurrence we formulated a uh, i think it's an 11 or a 12 step form that lists everything you're going to need from the tools it even provides photos and then it gives you a step-by-step -step guide uh quite literally of exactly where to place the level um and yeah, it, okay. it's a really a great guide. If anybody wanted one of those, please feel free to give us a call and we'd be happy to get one sent out to you. We do offer mounting videos on our website as well. So cool. if you are thinking about doing this, you can visit vortexcanada.net or vortexoptics.com. Find the resources section and there is a how to mount a rifle scope 101 and it walks you through all of the steps that we covered. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk. You did say that we see some issues, troubleshooting. Let's talk about common problems, troubleshooting common problems, things like uh, maybe, uh, well, actually, Adriel, what's a common, what's a common problem you see with the scope? Not torque tight enough. <laughs> it walks off. off. Not far forward enough on a rear 1022 because you need to go basically as far forward as you can. Yeah. 
That's actually what I also said. I haven't seen well. anyone backwards yet, uh, but I'm waiting. I think. <laughs> have you seen a backwards one yet? Yes, I have. I have. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a matter of time, right? Not working. But boy, it's small. These are really hard to use. I don't really like yeah. them. <laughs> I imagine that was what's going to be like, right? Actually. So, let's, Daryl, what's some of the uh, common problems that people call in to you with? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that actually made me think, just taking a step back uh, with the mounting. So some of the common problems that we do see, and a couple of key points that I didn't mention, is when you're choosing your ring points on where you mount it in the, on the scope, yeah. you want to make sure to do your best to have an equal distance um, uh, between the rings, as well as you don't want to have your rings too close to either the turret assembly area, the eyepiece fast focus and or magnification ring, or too close to the objective bell end. That can certainly put stress in areas that you don't want. And to your current question, that is one of the problems that we do see frequently. Um, and additionally, staggering uh, the rings when or the screws in the rings. Instead of don't just torque down the left one and left side you know, down to 15 or 18 inch pounds. And then this one, what you're going to do is you're going to potentially cause pinch points in the ring. And that will, even if you follow the torque specs, you're still going to have a damage too. So that's another common issue um, that is also closely related to poor quality rings. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the troubleshooting, um, a lot of the troubleshooting when we go through, we'll ask for photos of the setup, so on and so forth. The words, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, could not be truer when it comes to uh, the mounting game and, and trying to get everything aligned. Because as mentioned, you've got the, the firearm, the rail, the rings, and the scope, and then you have user as well. So yeah. there's plenty of variables. So in going through the troubleshooting, it's kind of, okay, let's see where we're at. Um, crush tubes. Since we're on it, that is, um, yeah. I would say, hands down, that is. However, the crush tubes happen, that is definitely the most common issue we see with our rifle scopes. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's just over mounting. Yeah, over torquing or just not following the mounting procedure um, properly, typically. Anyway, sometimes that happens if the rifle takes a tumble. And of course, all of this is covered under our Vortex VIP warranty. Um, there's some of the other issues that we do see. I mean, I've, I had a gentleman, somehow his scope is in two pieces. He doesn't, it's not in one piece anymore. It's literally in two pieces. He's not 100% sure how it happened, but um, that's certainly not a common issue, but that's one of those funny ones that kind of comes in and you're like, it's called the Dremel. Oh. Oh. Say hacksaw yeah. got away on them or something. Yeah, there you are. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely say that those really embody. A, I would say over fifty percent of our issues that we see would be crushed tubes and/or mounting issues. The other ones would be um, again there can be factory defects they're, they're man-made instruments and sometimes there are those and for those ones that we see occasionally it may be the tracking especially now that we're finding our users they're really pushing the limits of our optics especially in the prs yeah. um, and as you push those optics out further uh, the smallest imperfections start to show themselves a little bit more um, so again if you ever find yourself in that scenario just give us a shout and we'll be happy to make things right Awesome. One of our uh, listeners is asking, is Vortex selling Borsiders? No, not currently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, one of the questions that I had for you was, um, you already covered the warranty. It's an amazing warranty, by the way. It's one of the best in the business. If you have any problems with it, just contact you, obviously. And uh, Yes, please. No questions asked. Um, yeah. Which is great. 
so product lines, uh, let's just actually, so what are some of the products that are currently available that people can, can purchase? Because not only do you have uh, optics, you, or you also have uh, red dots, you also have uh, some other things too, like binoculars, et cetera. So, yeah. so what are some of the products that are currently out there on the market? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we, we offer a wide range of anything you might need for any outdoor optical needs. Uh, rifle scopes, obviously, red dots, prism optics, um, binoculars, monoculars, spotting scopes. Um, I don't know if I've said tripods going through my list, tripods, um, yeah. as well as a bunch of apparel and accessories um, as well. So some of our current products, uh, new for this year, uh, we have the Spark Solar. That's a red dot. It operates off of solar power uh, when available and then converts over to battery power when it needs to. Uh, yeah. It is modeled very closely after our uh, Spark AR. Um, again, it's just uh, the addition of the uh, solar um, on that unit. Um, we relaunched our Spitfire three times, as well as added a Spitfire uh, five times. So these are prism scopes. A lot of people uh, call them red dots. Um, so the difference between a red dot and a prismatic optic is the prismatic optic has a glass has the reticle etched in glass. Uh, so again, if you're ever in a hunting or a shooting snare and your battery goes down on you, on you um, that uh, the glass etched reticle still remains, so you still have a point of aim. Uh, which is a great benefit. Uh, so those ones have been relaunched as well. Uh, we've completely relaunched our tripod line. Uh, we have the Radian Carbon, which is a powerhouse of a tripod that if you're a serious long-range shooter and you're looking for stability and support and the ability to mount your firearm onto a tripod, look no further than the Radian Carbon. It is just... just Fantastic. Awesome. Um, I absolutely love it. It's Arca Swiss compatible, um, as are all of our tripods. Um, going down into the Ridgeview, the Summit, and the and the High Country, they're going to offer, based on what you're looking for, if you need lightweight and compact, there's that. Um, and, yeah, so you really, really want to just kind of pick which one's going to be best for you than those ones. Um, and also, I guess, definitely something that would uh, I, I'd be remiss to not mention would be with the PRS and the Outlaw. Um, the scopes that we're seeing gaining popularity, um, the PST Gen 2, the 5 yeah. to 25 by 50 first focal plane, the uh, Strike Eagle 5 to 25 by 56, uh, so the 56 mil objective, as well as a 34 mil tube, provides you with some additional adjustments that, again, the uh, long range shooters are looking to, to kind of push out and get as much of the adjustments that they can. Uh, we've launched the Venom. That is uh, very closely comparable to the Strike Eagle. Uh, it's just a little bit easier on the wallet. And the Diamondback Tactical is the other one that folks uh, really seem yeah. to enjoy, either the 4 to 16 or the 6 to 24. Uh, those Diamondback Tacticals, uh, to the last time I checked, uh, they are one of a kind on the market being offered at under. I believe it's under 800 for the MSRP. It's first focal plane with a side parallax adjustment. Um, uh, that's offered for that price point and the four to 16 keeps you in the lower com competition class so if you're looking at putting that onto you know a, a cz or or a, yep. a, a ruger of sorts that will keep you in the uh, in the uh, lower competitive range there yeah it's also going to uh, it's that's a good bang for your buck Sorry about the pun. Um, for <laughs> for getting in, if you're going to be shooting that type of series, whether it's the yeah. Rimfire or, or Outlaw series, it's 
great introductory for getting out to that distance and being able to do a quick assessment on the fly and that as well. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Richard Lee says, how bad is parallax error on a 50 yard rimfire scope, say a crossfire 2, 2 to 7, 532, and using a 25 meter maple seed at 100 yards? Mm. It's not going to be that bad. No, it wouldn't nope. be that bad. I don't think it, a 5 would make much of a difference. No. Not around 100. I mean, the thing is yeah. with those, those are like a, a 2 to 7. So, yeah. Like your your parallax will be bad at like high magnification. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference yeah. that much yeah. at 2 to 7. Yeah. I, I know the contrast on the, on like, I have a crossfire on my Ruger 1022. And if I'm like shooting at 20 yards, I do, there's, there's a parallax issue. There is it's not a rim. Bad. I didn't buy the rim fire. I bought the non rim fire version. Um, yeah. So again, shooting at 20 yards. Um, once I get up to like four or five magnification, that's where I start noting it. But anything under that, it's, beautiful for that application and as soon as you start pushing it out a little bit further it's crystal clear and, and works perfectly for the application so uh, yep and one more product that i did that i did forget to talk about that i'm most excited for is our okay. fury ab range finding binoculars oh cool yeah, so um, a lot of our shooters uh, and listeners would be familiar with applied ballistics yep so applied ballistics vortex our Fury range finding binoculars uh, range out to 5,000 yards and you can program up to three custom loads and it will read the environmental data uh, and you can essentially input everything you need. You range what you, you, you place in your custom profile for your, uh, your build, your dope essentially, um, and you set it up, you connect it with your phone, uh, you range, it'll tell you the corrections you need to make in your scope. So your spotter makes that call, you make your adjustments, boom, you're on target. Christmas is coming, guys. Yes, <laughs> it would be a wonderful addition. Um, we have... There's probably over an hour's worth of how-to videos. I very simplified the explanation of as to how it works. But yeah, there's there's over an hour worth of how-to videos for the customization and the programming. And the applied ballistics component of it is, is we're pulling from their database of information um, inside of the unit. So... Yeah, they're, they're phenomenal. If you want more information, again, give me a call. Check out some of the videos on the website. I'll, I'll be happy to get into the nitty-gritty with you uh, if you really want to figure out how to put that to the test. But honestly, yeah, they're, they're a game-changer for sure. That's awesome. So I met you at, at a ladies' range day, which yes. is awesome. But Great time. Vortex Canada, but Vortex itself, but Vortex Canada is hugely involved in giving back to the community. So first of all, just wanted to say thank you about that. But do you want to talk about some of the stuff that you guys have been doing or really where we'll be able to see you over the next little while? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And, and honestly, we, we thank everybody in the shooting community. Uh, we're very well supported. We have uh, we have the best customers out there. And we're thankful to be able to give back the way we do. And honestly, anything that helped, where can you see us in the future? In any part, any growing part of the sport, 
uh, again, wherever we can recognize where we can contribute and help out to grow the shooting sports, uh, we absolutely do. They, there's something to be said about their conservation. We certainly do give quite a bit back to the conservation. It gets a little bit less light than our contributions to, say, the CCFR, for example, uh, and, and other things. But really, uh, we really like to support the PRS uh, and the Rimfire because that's that's very, uh, very quickly growing. Um and basically, we, we like to contribute wherever we possibly can. Um, and we're always open to new opportunities. So if you guys are having a shoot locally or anything like that, you want to shoot us off a quick email to see if there's something we can do, um, please feel free. Uh, we're always certainly happy to have a conversation with regards to that. Um, but yes, definitely, uh, Vortex really does pride themselves on giving back to the community that's given us so much. And uh, we just hope that this sport continues to grow at the pace that it is and um yeah okay so if people do want to contact you uh where can they how can they contact you which uh yeah which methods yeah so the email email is great uh you can do the service at vortexcanada.net um just shoot us off your inquiry and we'll get back to you we have a really quick turnaround time on on responses as well as even our our product repairs we're currently operating for any repairs at the facility under a week that facility so wow. uh we're and we typically try to keep it under around one to three weeks so turnaround time is really quick our response time is very quick uh service at vortexcanada.net you can call our main line um 866-343-0054 my direct extension is 808 and again my name is daryl um so anything from scope selection to mounting issues to just call me and shoot the breeze let me know about how your hunting trip went or how your recent shoot went and i'm certainly happy to chat and and meet any virtually over the phone and hopefully once everything starts kind of resuming a little more normally uh i'll get to see a few of you up at some of the uh some of the shoots i've started to take up prs and outlaw myself um very recently so i hope to see some of you out there well i know that i'm going to see you but yes absolutely. I hope everybody else does as well so, uh guys anything that you uh do you guys have anything for uh daryl as well before we let him go I know that he's on the park on the side of the road tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's yeah, awesome. No, I mean, uh, I think one of the reasons why I buy Vortex stuff is uh, lifetime warranty is fantastic. But the fact that you guys uh, sponsor so many different shooting competitions is uh, is a big reason for me. Yeah. Uh, the, I try to support the companies that support shooting sports. And you guys are one of the big names out there that's doing that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I see you guys at all the competitions i go to huge supporter so thank you for myself as a competition shooter yeah well we thank you as well all right but got anything for him are you lying no i have a couple <laughs> scopes and i'm happy with them so <laughs> great there you uh, go it's an uh, endorsement uh, all right thanks again daryl for coming on hey and, it's my uh, pleasure thanks sorry go ahead i was just gonna say thanks again for coming on and telling everybody out have about how to mount your scope and the differences yeah. between the different uh, different scopes there are. Yeah, um, some good tips. Yeah. Um, good. But uh, if anybody is interested, uh, check out vortexcanada.ca on the Instagrams, on Facebook, uh, also on the websites as well. Uh, and I highly recommend all your products. I use it on everything that I shoot. So I just wanted to well, say thank you. thank you again and thank you for supporting uh, our Women's Day events and also Project Maple Seed as well as uh, the PRS series as well. So thanks again. It is absolutely our pleasure. Thanks for having us out at the show and thanks for having me on tonight. And yeah, if anyone needs anything, don't ever hesitate to give us a shout. We're always happy to help. 
All right. Thanks, Daryl. Have a good night. All right. You guys take care. You too. Again, thanks uh, to Daryl for coming on. And uh, thank you to Vortex Canada for supporting our community. Great company, by the way. Love it. Are you guys going to mill or are you guys sticking with them away? What are you guys doing for scopes? I've got I've got some MOA. I've started like my last two optics are mill. This this thing here is mill, and my Covenant oh, no. Seven is in mill as well. I've go ahead. All I've done is MOA. I have thought about going to mill, but I've also been lazy and not wanting to try and relearn another system. It's like I barely got Save. MOA somewhat figured out. So what do you mean somewhat? No, you got to figure it out, right? I like to think so, but someone okay. can easily prove me wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> you click it on the top to I go think, up and down till the yeah. bullets are going where you point. Yeah. I think I think MOA is fine for most some a lot of people, but if you really want to get into that precision shooting, you're gonna to have to go and flip over to mill. Well everyone it's else does mill. So if, if you've got a spotter, they'll they'll call like your yeah. your two mill yeah, left. Exactly. It's that much. It seems precise. like it's especially for the precision. It's a nicer system. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, in Canada, we we've been flip flopping back and forth. We're seeing more and more. I'm seeing more and more uh, Milrad on the on the line. What about you, uh, Adriel? Uh, it uh, yeah. I I see about one every one or one or every or two every event. Okay, I used to be seeing zero or one in an event. Now I see at least two to three of an event here in Ontario. I think it's because we're really picking up with the uh, the precision room fire. Anytime you have yeah, CRPS or even ORPS. Anytime yeah. people are like throwing real money at their rim fires, you start to see those uh, those mill scopes. Yeah, and then I start looking at their and then I start looking at the rifles and I oh tell me all about this and. And then eventually we have to shoot at some point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. You can check out his inventory of uh, new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. FYI, I just got a Vortex scope from him, and he gave me a good deal. And it was in stock, and nobody else had it. So, Brad, go and check him out. See if he has the scope you're looking for. Uh, you can also follow uh, Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook, as well as on the Instagram. Say hi to Denny. Tell him we sold it. We sent you over there, and that's about it. All right. Let's pick up uh, emails. Uh, I don't know. Somebody's doing stuff. That one's five days ago. I'm adding it. Okay. You're, okay. You know what? Thanks for yeah. adding it. I fell down on the job this week, didn't I? <laughs> Okay, Adriel, since you added it, you get to read it. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) From Adam. Hey, guys, and Kelly. On one of your episodes, you were talking about cheap shotguns and how the best bang for your buck is the Stoger shotguns. They're a fantastic shotgun, but there is one cheaper that is just as good as the Stoger, but you save more than 300 bucks. I've I've been running the Gersan MC312 for a year now. I've used it for Turkey and 3-Gun here in Ontario. A friend of mine bought the Stoger M3K three-gun shotgun at the same time as I bought the Gersan, and they're virtually the same shotgun. The only downside of the Gersan is the trigger could be a little bit better, but for 500 bucks shipped to my door, I can't really complain. After Adriel's done his move, I could send it out to him if he wants to review it, take a Dremel to it, shoot three-gun with it, or hunt with it. I've been Ooh. very happy with it so far and have not felt undergunned against any other expensive shotguns. 
Thanks for keeping the great content coming out each week. And the new guys are a great addition. But Trevor's shoes are so big, it takes two to fill them. <laughs> thanks, guys and gal. Keep up the good work. Uh, thanks, Adam. Uh, so Dremel. Oh, you could actually... The loading port. Yeah. 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 Do and the then um, the what kind of extension tubes does it have? I don't Can know. You get extension that tubes would be the next one is, yeah, what thread is that? I bet you it's the same as one of the other ones. All like the, those, these, a lot of these shotguns, they just copy all that stuff. Well, there's no, there's yeah. no sense in, in reinventing the wheel, right? Nope. nope. I bet you it takes like a Benelli extension or something yeah. else and it would just, yeah, it goes right on there. I recall even the Stoger and the Benelli's are a different thread. If I recall correct, correctly, I, yeah, Maybe. I'm pretty sure the Stoger's and the Benelli's are a different thread. Remington's different. Beretta's different. Hmm. Although, like an 870, you can put that tube on a Versamax. Because mm-hmm. within Remington, they have the same thread. Yeah, Remington yeah. values the backwards compatibility. Yeah, but then you're shooting a Vortex or a Versamax, so. Yeah. <laughs> Which you don't like. No, I don't. I don't like the Versamaxes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I am curious about the 312s yeah. because those are an inertial system shotgun, which should be pretty bulletproof. Shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, shouldn't need definitely to definitely intriguing. I'm gonna check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brad Brown, I uh, just wanted uh, so thank you for the email by the way, Adam. But I did want to actually uh, talk about this. Brad Brown, he uh, mentioned on our feed. He says I bought a, a MOA scope for my kids. They couldn't wrap their heads around the inches part of it. So I'm gonna go there in just a second. So I uh, grabbed a mil scope, uh, the VX. Uh, uh, D-Lock 6 to 24 and let them try it. Uh, now I have four times four. So he has four uh, Vortex and Mill. Uh, one for back, each right? of them and plus one of mine. Uh, so uh, actually, it's a good point that he brought up and the reason that I say it's a good point is because again, those of us maybe who are a little bit more how do I say this? Aged? Uh, we can flip back and forth between both the metric and also the um, imperial uh, because we a very were very slow move to metric, right? <laughs> yes, like it was older very... people know room temperatures in Fahrenheit, like yeah. middle aged people uh, don't know no. them, yeah. and then like kids don't know inches, inches, True. Yeah. so and pounds versus uh, kilograms and everything. So we flip back and forth to between everything, but. Kids in school are taught everything metric. So if we're going to get a kid into shooting and we want to give them a scope, uh, yeah, it's a good idea to get them the, the mill dot scope. Uh, mill works for Imperial too. It, it can work for Imperial. Yeah, it's just it not as convenient. Like no, MOA is convenient because it's like, eh, it's close enough to an end. But right? when we're trying to teach somebody specifics on what to do with their scope and everything, it's going to be easier for them to grasp because they've already they've grown up all their life with something that is metric. Whereas we've grown up with both metric and imperial as well. I just think that we're better because we can flip back and forth. The aged people who refer. <laughs> I said no. aged. Richard saying experienced, not aged. Yeah, <laughs> extremely experienced, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're multilingual in the uh, distances. Is, is, is. Okay, right. <laughs> it's, it's a great it's a great topic or something really good to to bring up. Uh, so yep. Thanks, Brad. 
Okay, if you want to uh, send us a, an email, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'll talk about it, or uh, you're always welcome to uh, send us a message on Instagram as well as, you know, on Facebook, whatever. We'll we'll talk about it. Patreonies. Uh, we have no, no pay. We have no new Patreons this uh, week, but uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com and check out Slamfire Radio. It helps us put out this amazing content every week. Uh, also, shoutouts. Uh, Adriel, do you have any? Oh, he's um, muted. He's yeah, muted. he's muted. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> reminder. Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, thanks to uh, Steve for uh, for putting on that, that event in Drumheller. Congrats. And then thanks to John came out to that one. He was a, a new IIT. Did a great job. Sweet. Yeah, it's great. Always nice to see new people coming out and helping out. Yeah, thanks to the range for like taking us and helping us put that, that event on as well. Did I tell you that I was secretly looking at Drumheller housing market? And I was looking to see maybe what would it if cost. you sold your place I, there, I bet you could get an acreage around that area. Yeah, you could live like a queen in Drumheller, probably. Well, I'm the queen already here. No, but with <laughs> with an actual with the palace. Yeah, with the palace, villagers and everything like that. Yeah. Dinosaurs, coal. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I was looking two days ago. Seriously. Girl. All right, you're going uh, to leave me behind now. Oh, maybe <laughs> I was also looking at New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, by the way, too. I could get acreage right there for my place, too. Edmonton, Edmonton's hiring and there's houses for cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Edmonton, though. All right. Um, well, what about you? Uh, nothing for me this evening. Okay. Call. Uh, Glenn and Mark for helping our row on Friday. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to give a shout out to Daryl again for coming on and also all the guys at Vertex uh, that regularly come out and support all of our events. It's great to see them. Some of my favorite people work for Vertex now. Hey, Ken. And uh, yeah. So, and the ladies. I noticed you, you didn't really mention uh, what to- like correct torque setting you need to put on hose clamps when you're you're mounting your scope. I I thought he would, but he just didn't get to it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know one of the things that we didn't talk about is what height the franks people should get. You know what I see a lot of? I see a lot of people putting on, on low rings. And then they're mounting their scope, and it's so close to your rifle that you can't turn the, the magnification. Uh, magnification. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, or so. else sky high, like so high, you like you, you can can't even get a chin. Yeah, mm-hmm. so get the right rings, by the way. And I do recommend that. It, yeah, I know that you can go to Alibaba or wherever and get rings, but get don't good cheap, rings. don't cheap out. Don't cheap we got out. hardware stores with uh, hose clamps. So hose clamps, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No. Don't cheap out. <laughs> I you know what? Stainless. Oh, seriously? <laughs> Though you laugh, but I had somebody send me a picture of a rifle that had their scope attached that way. And it was welded. Nice. Instead of using rings, it was welded. Mm, nice. Not coming off. I think I said no it. No, it's not moving. <laughs> not moving. Yeah, it's on there. It's not on there to crush the tube. Yeah. Yeah, no crush too. Yeah. I'm going, oh my god. 
can't believe you did that. And they wanted to know how much they could get for it. Nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. That's it, I guess. Why don't we sign off? Okay. Check us out on Gunners Canada and give us a like on Facebook. Uh, also, give us a review on Facebook. We'd like to hear from you. I uh, joined the CCFR. We've already talked that about that a lot, but you really need to. Uh, we will see you next week. And good night, Trevor. 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 So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.